everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the DV Drama Room. Here we are in PA 120 with the Advanced Theater Arts students. <laughs> and we, ha- <laughs> we have a few guest um, interviewers today. I'm Julia. I'm Anu. And I'm Jada. Today we have a very wonderful, talented, and well put together special guest and our very own drama teacher, Mr. Paul Joel Vega. Hello, Mr. Vega. Hello. How are you? Uh, thank you for coming to the podcast <laughs> today. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. How does it feel being on the other side? Um, it doesn't feel much different. It's, <laughs> you know, it, I, when everybody says that they're nervous or anything like that, I, I just remind them that all it is is a conversation. And so that's how I'm viewing this. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm also not worried because I know that, like, um, Ziad said that he had some, like, pressing questions. But if <laughs> they're, if the questions are, you know, that awkward or uncomfortable, I can always edit it. The magic yeah, of editing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, whatever, I'm not nervous at all. Right. So, Mr. Vega, a man of mystery, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself first? I really don't. I don't really consider myself a man of mystery. I'm pretty open about most things. I mean, I don't volunteer a lot, but if you ask me a question, generally you'll get a straightforward response. But um, I am the theater teacher here at Doherty Valley. I um, just returned after two years as an assistant principal at another high school. Before I was the assistant principal, I was the drama director here. <laughs> uh, so I did that for 12 years here. And then uh, before that, I was I started my teaching career at Antioch High School, then went to Logan for a few years. And before that, I was a special effects or a visual effects film editor. So I worked on films before I became a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then I have a long history in theater and and design and performing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Mr. Vega. Yeah. <laughs> so the students have generated a number of questions for you, some of which oh, okay. we're going to ask and some of which they're going to volunteer with the mic that we have set up. All right. So as you've gone through all these life experiences, you've obviously gathered a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. You like to tell a lot of stories. What is by far your favorite story to tell your students and why? Um, I think that my favorite story to tell my students is um, giving them a glimpse at my rebelliousness in high school where I kidnapped a, I, I kidnapped my um, principal's teddy bear. Oh. And, and I held it for ransom. And oh, um, I submitted ransom notes. <laughs> and was, I demanded things like days off for the students and, you know, a, a no would come back and then, uh, we negotiated down to um, chocolate donuts and chocolate milk for uh, me and five of my friends. So you were basically Robin Hood. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> he, he knew who it was. I was in leadership. I was well-trusted. <laughs> it's one of those things. Uh, first of all, I also tell the students, don't do what I did because times are different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, it, I mean, obviously he has no issue because uh, he sent me a, birthday greeting <laughs> earlier this month so well like did he have his teddy bear with him every day at school or well no the teddy bear was in his office I had to as I said I was in leadership right. and I was working a um, open house mm. and he asked me to um, get the coffee cart from his office and so I asked the custodian to let me in and the custodian knew me well and trusted me as well and so he just gave me the keys and said, bring them back when you're done. (laughs) And so (laughs) I had keys to the entire school. And and when I went into his office, I went to get the coffee cart. But then I saw the teddy bear there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's interesting. (laughs) And then there was a little tag on it that said, you know, pull this string, right? Mm -hmm. And you pull the string and it said things like, that's the best decision ever. You're the greatest. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, I need to show this to my friends. And so um, I took it and I put it inside the theater because, as I said, I had the keys to the whole school. Put it inside the theater where I know I could access it. And then I didn't think, like, how am I going to get it back to him? And so then I uh, created this um, 
scenario where I was kidnapping him. Can yeah, you? Sorry, you know that sounds like like a main character movie that anybody could create, and it's just going loco nuts, cuckoo for cocoa puffs during the movie. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds really. I would like to see that movie play out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if my life was kind of like a movie, I was. I did some crazy things. Can you give us an example of one of these ransom notes? Like, were they threatening? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Not Did at you all. Uh, they the were principal. <laughs> no, they were um, generally saying, "If you want your bear back, <laughs> if um, and we would, I would uh, send a an accompanying Polaroid." Mm-hmm. And so, just uh, as the time went on, um, I didn't do anything to the bear except, like, um, the first time it was just the bear. The second time, the bear was blindfolded. The second, t- the third time, the bear had a piece of string around its oh. arms. That's so creative. And I so, like that. you know. I do. Um, then we took the bear to Disneyland for grad night. Oh. And we bought it a pair of ears. And oh, that is so cute. Yeah. You should have cut I some of that. its stuffing out. No. Oh, no. No. Like, no. That was, that was real evil. That was, um, well, um, I did a lot of... Um, crazy things in high school none of it was meant to be hurtful or harmful adding on what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self that shaped your life oh um that's a good question that is a very good question deep i i think that um wow because i i don't have any regrets or anything like that Mm -hmm. i i did pretty much what i wanted to do i think that the um the thing that i would say is don't let everybody's suggestions on finding a different path influence you if you know what you want to do because i did i mean i did spend a little bit of time uh in college studying something that i had absolutely no interest in but because it was going to provide a um a safe living. And for those of you who don't know, when I went into college, I w- the plan was to become an optometrist. Oh, I don't know what that means. An eye doctor. Uh, oh, okay, okay, like okay. Yeah. yeah, you know, which is better, one, one or two. two. Right? <laughs> and okay. so I worked for an optometrist, and I'm like, okay, this isn't for me. So then what inspired you to pursue drama and theater and lighting, stuff like that? Well, and I'd, I'd always done it. I started working professionally in theater um, at 16 and um, I did that and I did that through high school and pretty much all I did. And then for about two years, I didn't do it because I was doing um, studying to become an optometrist. Mm -hmm. And I realized that wasn't for me. Uh, But what really got me into theater was when I was about 11 years old, I went to Great America and uh, wanted to ride the rides, and my brothers and I got into an argument about which ride to ride, and my dad wasn't having it, so he made us go into a theater and watch a show, which none of us wanted to do. And I saw the show, and I was just completely blown away, and I walked out of the theater saying, that's what I want to do with my life. Aww. And you told us before, that's the theater you end up working in, right? Yes, I did. I mean, I not only did I do theater, but... I ended up working in that theater, doing my very first job in that theater was doing the thing that I found most interesting, which was running the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, you know, I moved on to lightboard operator, soundboard operator, backstage manager, stage manager, mm-hmm. concerts, all kinds of things. It's, I don't know, maybe that's just like a me thing, but it's funny how like the universe seems to always be able to push you where you need to go. Like, because it was just by chance that, like, your brothers and you were having an argument right. and you ended up in that theater. But it right. turned out to be, like, your calling. And yeah. it's just, like, it's funny how, like, no matter if, like, you kind of stray from your path a bit, you always have that corrected somehow. Yeah. I mean, I was 11 years old. I had no idea what musicals were. I never had seen <laughs> one. Never had heard of one. Um, you know, I was mesmerized by Star Wars. Baseball. Um, and baseball. And... uh I didn't see my first musical until a couple of years later when Grease came out um, in the movie theaters. And then I was like, wow, this is awesome. So I, I became kind of a musical connoisseur at that point. 
So as we said before, we have some questions generated by the students. Mm-hmm. One of them is, how does it feel to live a hater lifestyle respectfully? <laughs> a hater lifestyle? <laughs> but, I but like respectfully emphasized. We also aren't sure what this means. Okay. No, I, I, I mean, think I, I think I know what it means in that there are, I'm, I'm very clear about things that I don't like. And it's not um, a me hating on it. Um, it's me giving my honest opinion of it. Like, for instance, you know, everyone, they make jokes about how much I hate Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> and that's actually not quite true. I just don't like Dear Evan Hansen. I think the m- music is catchy. I don't really like the story. And if you love Dear Evan Hansen, more power to you. However, if you're going to say that it's the best musical ever, I'm going to have uh, a number of shows lined up to say, no, it's not. (laughs) And you can respectfully disagree with me. Um, I'm not a big fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber. When when, not Sound of Music, when Phantom of the Opera closed, um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't joyous about it. I'm not a fan of Phantom of the Opera. But I also know that that's people who will no longer be working. People who uh, were getting a paycheck from that will yeah. no longer be getting a paycheck. Um, and I actually wanted to see it because I'd never saw it on Broadway. I've only seen it in uh, on tour. And it made me want to go back and see it before it closed. But not a hater. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's, um, you know, the... The owners of the A's. I'm not a big fan of the owners of the A's. Yeah. Not a big fan of the Raiders. I don't blame you. 49ers all day, every day. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that kind of goes into my question that I have for you. Um, as a casting director, have you ever, like, regretted your decision on who you casted before or, like, like looked at it like, oh, Maybe that wasn't the best decision. Maybe I could have went with somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I did a show. I won't say it here. Mm -hmm. But um, I did a show, and I would have cast the same people in it, Mm -hmm. but I would have changed the roles Mm. um, because after seeing it and seeing what they could do, it's like, oh, you know what, this really should have gone a different way. Mm. And um, I think because of the way it was cast, uh, it created a lot of animosity in the cast. They they were actually fighting a lot. Mm. Um, it, it was ugly. That sounds like um, Clue last year. <laughs> like, yeah. It was I mean, they were, they were close to full-on fights. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And definitely online. It, it got to the point where... I had to go to L.A. for something, and I was going to miss a couple of rehearsals. And then my texts just blew up from the different cast members saying, you know, this person this and this person that. And so it eventually came to a point where two of them were leaders of the drama club. Oh, wow. And, you know, one was going to quit, and the other's like, fine, quit. I'll become president. And I said... If you if you quit because this person is tormenting you, I'll accept your quitting, and I'll, I'll kick you out. Mm. So you either both serve and find a way to work together, mm. or neither one of you serves. Okay. So you see the relationship we have with you um, as mm-hmm. it is, like, very new for uh, yes. most of us. Why do you think we get so attached to our drama teachers? Like, I don't know. I mean, I know why I beca- have this attachment to you. You're just amazing, man. But, like, no, why do you think our students get so attached to their drama teachers? I think it's because we ask you to um, give of yourselves. To, to be good in theater, you have to be willing to make yourself vulnerable and for the students to be vulnerable, the teacher has to be vulnerable. Mm. And I think it's because when you ask questions, um, 
for the most part, I answer them unless there, there's something I can't answer. Right. And usually it's, it's not anything like um, really pressing. It's more like, hey, what musical are we doing next year? Sometimes I'll say, I don't know. And I know. Right? <laughs> um, of course. You know, what musical are we doing this n- next year? Um, I haven't really decided. You've decided. Yet I decided. <laughs> Not only did I decide, I've already signed the contract and sent it off. Um, but it's just a question that I can't answer, so it's easier to say, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, any other question you have, you know, I make myself available to the students. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I modeled it off of the relationship I had with my high school theater teacher, mm. uh, whom I love very, very much and um, still talk to frequently. Um, Where did you go to high school at? I went to Newark Memorial High School. Okay. So going off of that question, like we've talked about students getting attached to you, what do you think was like your favorite batch of students that like through the years and why? I. If you don't say us, we're not going to get offended. <laughs> yeah. No. No offending. Okay, I, I will tell you this the truth. I will tell you the truth. This class right now is by far my favorite of all the classes that I've taught here at Doherty. Oh. And I think that is because we um, <laughs> we are both coming back from a difficult time. And we found support in one another. Mm. And so that really kind of built up this camaraderie that, that um, you know, you wouldn't see in a lot of other classes. To be honest, I, I would say that um, the classes just before we went on the pandemic um, or, you know, went, went away, um, took things for granted. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You know, because it's always been this way you guys experienced something where it wasn't the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. And so you can compare and contrast the students who, who had always worked with me. That's all they knew. And so it's just kind of like, Oh, Veg, I'll take care of it. Veg, I'll do that. Veg, I'll do that. And, um, yes, I will. And, and I did, but this class <laughs> is far more appreciative of that. And so favorite, I can't say because I, I, this one, I really don't know. I mean, there, every year I have students that I absolutely uh, loved working with and, and adored. Okay. You said you would answer any question that we give you. (laughs) (laughs) So one of your students would like to ask if um, you have a go-to dance move. Um, Could you demonstrate it for us? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Vegas got moves. Vegas got moves. So, um, for those oh, I haven't done that in my, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was wonderful. Vegas just did, what is it called? The worm? The, 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 wave. the wave. The wave. The wave. Front, but back. with himself, and he was very smooth with smooth. Mm-hmm. With he it. was. Yeah. He was. He's jiggy with the table, it. of course. This but. is why we call him Suave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's ever called me Suave. <laughs> I've called this, you this Suave. Is, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Speaking of your dancing abilities, <laughs> rank your singing, dancing, and acting on a scale of one to three. One being best ability, three being s- not skilled. Okay. Well, not I mean, as skilled. Not as skilled. I mean, you're skilled, but like, <laughs> it's a weakness. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, my strongest is acting. My um, second is singing. And my weakest area is dancing. I think dancing's on top. I think so, right. too. <laughs> right. Did you did you not see? Yeah, you know, I think we all witnessed it. Well, when I say, I mean, if you compare it to like people who dance professionally, I can't do that. I mean, Mm. uh, one musical I did, the choreographer came up to me and she said, "I know you really hate dancing," and I said, "It's not that I hate dancing; it's that I'm not very good at it, and I'm not the fastest at picking it up, and um, so it it's a struggle for me." And so she's like, okay, I understand that. Okay. I'm a singer that moves, or an actor that moves. I remember you saying that at the end of the in a Yeah. In our... During Heathers? Yeah, yeah Heathers. during Heathers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Heathers was something. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's giggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> no, because... Oh, okay, perfect, perfect. 
right. Let's do Vega. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. You look also you know very you scared. <laughs> yeah, you do look a little <laughs> nervous. We know you have your lovely, lovely wife. Yes. Hello. Um, if you had to choose between either you being a mafia boss <laughs> being a mafia boss, which one would you do? <laughs> and why? And what mafia would it be like? Oh my God. Italiano and something like um, Russiano. No, <laughs> not me. <Russian>. German eye. <laughs> uh, a vampire mafia. I think Transylvaniano. I would be the mafioso. Mafioso. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I see it. My wife. I see it. <laughs> <The vision>. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it, but I am a big, big fan of the uh, mobster genre. <gasps> no, you've never told me that. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, really? I watch them all. Wow. It's like, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've watched the entire Sopranos series. Probably like six or seven times I've watched the whole thing. Like, oh it, it go, I finish it, and then I wait maybe a month or two, and then I start it over again. Um I wrote papers in college about the Godfather wow. films. Oh. The Godfather. Um, I love the Godfather. Love um, the Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas. Mm. You know, I watched um, the Many Saints of Newark. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the Departed. Mm. And so I think that if you're, I mean, the the one that I watched the most, obviously, are. Uh, the Italian-based mm. mafia okay. films. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you'd be at Italian. Yeah, I think uh, the reason that those appeal to me a little more is um, it's a better character study because mm. you see a lot more of the families yeah. in them. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do, yeah. Mm. And the others, it's just a lot of crime and fighting. And it's like, well, that's, you know, interesting and it's a rush. Uh, I really, you know, the reason I love The Sopranos so much is, like, we're watching this family and the dysfunction, and other than the life of crime, um, which obviously, you know, is not a good thing, um, we see a lot of similar difficulties, mm. only enhanced because of the lifestyle they've chosen. Speaking of The Godfather, can you do your best impression of the iconic line? Which one? I mean, there's so many icon iconic lines. The um, daughter's wedding. Oh. <laughs> um. No pressure. But pressure. No, I, I, I'm not good at impressions. Um, we'll be the judge of that. Let's see. Um, <laughs> are you talking about um, Don Corleone? The head guy? The it's like you come to me on the day. Oh I yeah, can't yeah, do yeah. It, but like yeah. Okay. With like the hand yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Full body experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Use those acting skills. Yeah. Um. Channel. Channel it. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. You don't ask for friendship. <laughs> you ask me to do this crime. It's. Oh, I, I don't. I haven't seen no. it all. Oh. That was so good. I, I was intrigued. Yeah. For the, very the viewers listening too, he did a little chin thing before yeah. to just really get in character. Yes. We need yeah. to have um, Shree create um, a movie for us so he can <laughs> be. Yeah. 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 All right. So I think that we're going to open it up to the audience listening if we have a mic set up if they want to come ask questions i see anjali bouncing out of her chair so i think she can go first hello mr vega hello uh i have two questions so one um we always hear you talk about like your favorite musicals and like why you like them uh my first question is do you have a favorite play Ooh. uh yeah um the play well there's a, a number of them um i think the one that i like Probably the most is uh, a play called Doubt by John Patrick Shanley. And I like that one because it ends with um, no specific ending. It, it makes you, it has you leaving the theater going, well, what happened? You know, it's kind of like a cliffhanger. 
Um, I also like um, uh, August Wilson's Fences. I like all of August Wilson's plays. And um, the play Proof, which is about uh, a mathematician. Uh, And my second question is, what is your favorite musical that you would never perform here at DVHS? Mm. I like that one. Uh, That's a good question. Um, Book of Mormon. I mean, I couldn't get away with that. Definitely Nor would I, you know, but I mean, I I can't think of a show that makes me laugh more. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So we have our next guest. Hi, Mr. Vega. Hi. Who is the most famous person in your contact and what is your relationship to them? Oh. (laughs) Name drop. Um, Drum roll. Like in my phone contact? Yep. Um, uh, it, I guess the, the one that works the most is, uh, a person named Leslie Margarita and she works on Broadway and in television. And, um, we met at great America. She was in the show, um, in one of the shows that I worked on and, uh, we hit it off immediately, almost like on day one. I gave her her name tag, and she came up, and she's like, my name's spelled incorrectly. Oh. She, she just spells it without the E at the end. And I said, does your birth certificate spell it that way? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, I'll fix it. <laughs> and um, after that, we became really good friends. Aww. The others that are, like, not in my contact list, uh, I mean, I've run into a lot of famous people. I've worked with a lot of famous people. Specifically who? Um, well, I mentioned Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I've worked with Steven Spielberg. Wow. I've worked with Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. I've worked with Will Smith. I've worked with <laughs> um, uh, Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've worked a lot of concerts, so a lot of bands. Some legends like... I mean, you guys may not even know who this person is, but Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack was like a pioneer in the radio industry. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, if, I mean, he was on the radio through the 80s, uh, started in the 50s. If you watch like American Graffiti, you definitely know who he is. Mm -hmm. Speaking of bands, you said you really like the Foo Fighters. I do. I love the Foo Fighters. If you could be in the band, what, um, what would you do like would you be the bassist would you be the guitarist the drummer the (laughs) the lead singer well i think everyone's so great at what they do that i'd probably say just give me a triangle (laughs) or give me a cowbell i mean i I, because i wouldn't want to replace you know i would say bass but Mm. i'm not going to replace nate mandel i mean that guy is amazing (laughs) and you can't replace um dave grohl because Dave Grohl is Dave Grohl. If you guys don't know who Dave Grohl is, go on YouTube and just like enter th- something like Dave Grohl being funny or Dave Grohl being, <laughs> you know, um, amazing. Because he's, you know, one of the nicest people that you'd ever meet, especially when you consider that he came, you know, from like he was in Nirvana mm-hmm. before he created the Foo Fighters. So really famous. And, you know, Nirvana wasn't known for being nice, but. He was. <laughs> so, um, are you familiar with the Cambodian rock band, the musical? Or, like, not musical. Is it a the musical? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not really. Not really. No, I haven't had a chance. Just like I'm not really familiar with Shucked. Mm. I know the a little bit one. about it. Yeah, the Corn musical. Um, corn. When because actually, when ev- anybody ever talks about Corn, and I mean Shucked, and they say, "What's it about?" It's about Corn. Gotta love Corn. Yeah. It's, it's like when you ask people, what's cats about? It's about cats. cats. <laughs> no, really? I didn't know that. Ooh, There's no special message, nothing. Yeah. It's about cats. Hi, Mr. Vega. Hello. Uh, so I know you ask us uh, all the time what our DVHS hot take is. What is your Liberty High School hot take? Uh, Liberty High School is... Um, a school that is, it's been around for over a hundred years. 
And the school really hasn't probably changed much since then, even though times have greatly changed. Um, I think that they need to reevaluate some of the things that they do um, because they're probably not very equitable. Um, But I will say this is that uh, I think that the students at Liberty High School have a much more balanced view of education. Um, they're not all obsessed with AP classes. The, the oh school, my God, that world school, exists? Yeah, the school offers AP classes. The students get into great schools. But um, the you'll see students who have multiple drama classes and multiple choir classes Ooh, in I addition see. to the other things that they take. They have an interesting thing because it... They work on a block schedule, and they have – the students take eight classes. So you take four a day. You know, on Monday you'll take four, Tuesday you'll take the other four, and it just rotates like that. Um, So they have more opportunities to take classes as well. Um, Lasagna or soup? Lasagna. Agreed. That's the correct. I answer. mean, it really depends on the soup because there's some yeah. soups that I really, really like. Yeah. But I, I love lasagna. Hi. Hello. If you could be a fairy, a princess, a mermaid, a vampire, or a rock star, or more than one of those, what would you be? Wow. That's intriguing. <laughs> I'm, now I'm kind of intrigued by the idea of a. Mermaid rock star. Ooh. I feel or like Merman there's a Barbie movie star. about that. Yeah. That is a Barbie movie. Yeah. That's a Barbie movie. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Vega the Barbie. <laughs> we should make one of those posters. Mr. Vega as a new Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So I know that lighting design is like your favorite aspect of tech, but if you had to rank the other aspects of tech, so like sound, uh, sets, and costumes, what rankings would they be and why? Um, well, costumes would be the lowest. I'm just, it's, it's not my thing. And even as an actor, I'm not a huge fan of costumes. I don't like costume changes. Um, I've had to help with costume changes when I worked on shows at like Great America and things like that. Um, I like moving scenery. I don't like building scenery. Um, I like sound a lot, but I also, I mean, it's intense concentration. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, intense concentration and sound. Um, and then, um, I I really like stage management because you get a little bit of all of it. Yeah. Uh-oh, Ziad's coming. I'm sorry, I have two questions. <laughs> it's not crazy. I said the first question. You have to pick, like, a composer for either, like, a musical or, a musical or, like, a film. Who would you say is your favorite, like, composer for, like, music? And I'll say my other question after. Okay. Um, for music, it, can they be, can they have passed away? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Frank Lesser. Frank Lesser wrote things like How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying and Guys and Dolls. Uh, he wrote great music. And uh, for film, um, obviously I'm a big fan of John Williams. And um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, he's the lead singer of Oingo, Danny Elfman. Oh, okay. My same question is, <laughs> what, ha- what happened on that couch? Because, like, everybody says there's, like, rumors and stuff, and I just want to know, clear the air. No. Not, 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 not this couch. couch. This couch no. is safe. This, this couch, couch is safe. Nothing has happened on this oh, couch. Oh, thank God. All right, cool. This couch, uh, the first time we used it was um, <laughs> for Heather's. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure I was, like, you know, safe on the couch. Thank no, you. and it came from a very reputable family. Vega approved. approved couch. Yes. Didn't the Otherwise, it wouldn't be in here. Yeah. The Otley family, yeah. Hi, Mr. Vega. Hi. So I have two questions for you. Uh-huh. The first one is, if you were directing with Tim Burton on a stop-motion film, what would that look like? Ooh. 
Um, first of all, I would hope that he didn't recognize or remember me. Um, oh. And I think that the movie would... I mean, it would be a great collaboration because I really like his work. Um, the movie would be... Hmm. Kind of dark. I, I like mm. dark things. I love that. Lighting and, and, and mood. Mm-hmm. And for my second question, in honor of going to Disneyland tomorrow, what is your favorite smell there and why? Ooh. Ooh. Um, wow, that's difficult. Um, love the smell of churros. Um, and... Love the smell of um, of Pirates of the Caribbean because it's the first ride that I really remember riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, so going back, why don't you want Tim Burton to recognize you? <laughs> um, the very first movie that I worked on was a Tim Burton movie. It was Mars Attacks, and um, one of the things that we do is that. Uh, the job that I had is we collected um, video for blooper reels. And some of the video, as I was backing it up, I'm like, ooh, if you back it up, it looks like this. (laughs) So what I did was I played it backwards and I put music underneath and then I cut other things into it. So I made it look like it was a scene from an adult film. (laughs) And... um, that was just for us in-house. Um, but what I did is they came and they asked for a tape, and I accidentally grabbed that tape oh. instead wow. of the tape that I was supposed to give to Tim Burton. And Tim Burton saw it, and he's like, this isn't what I asked for. <laughs> did he laugh? He did. They, okay. they said he thought it was very funny. Okay. Awesome. You should double-check your tapes now. I, I do. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, hi, Mr. Vega. Hello. Uh, you have mentioned your love of The Office many times. Yes. Who is your favorite character? Um, <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> that's that's a difficult question as well. Um, I really like. Obviously, I, I like Jim. I like Michael. <clears throat> I have a fondness for Toby. Uh, I, f- you know, I, I root for him, <laughs> and um, my family says I'm a lot like Oscar, but Andy makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Andy really makes me laugh. Did you still continue watching after Michael left? Like, what is your hot take on that? Because a lot of people don't like Andy's manager. Um, season eight was okay. Season nine kind of really hit some bumps because they went, they kind of went to a dark place. With you know, Jim with, and Pam. With Jim and Pam, yeah. Yeah. Last question. Hi, Mr. Vega. Hi. If you could be in any musical, what role would you be and why? Oh. Uh. Well, I talk about the prom a lot. Mm-hmm. And I want. I'm like, I, I want somebody to do the prom, and I I would want to play the principal. Oh. Um, my daughter says that she would want me to play Barry. Um, which I, I would love to play. Um, because I would love to dance around singing about wearing a tiara. <laughs> and um, love to see it. We would also yeah. love to see that. I would love that. Um, I, I really want to do, I would love to do a funny thing happen on the way to the forum and play Pseudalus. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. So now here are the questions. We ask these questions to everyone on the podcast, as you know. Okay. Um, from <laughs> Inside the Actress Studio by said name. Um, and Julia, would you like to start us off? Yes, please. Okay. First question. What is your favorite food? Word. Oh. Word, babe. Oh, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite word? Because we're going to say it. Uh, well, <laughs> um, and I already said I like lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, lasagna and then some tiramisu Ooh. as a dessert. I mean, that is <laughs> <a> good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that is a meal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anyway, uh, my Tiramisu favorite word specifically, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite word is believe. Believe. Um, yeah, mm. I think that um, you have to believe things will be good. You have to believe mm. that you can do what you want to do. You have to believe. I mean, for anything to happen, you have to believe. And so, I mean, it's such uh, an important word to me that it, I actually have a tattoo that says that. Oh, oh, oh really? You have I have a tattoo. A tattoo. Oh my god! Man of mystery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's You'll funny. probably see it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Where, where is it located? On um, my calf. Oh, okay. Dope. I don't wear shorts to school, but I probably will be wearing shorts at Disneyland because it'll probably get hot. Oh, so. look at you go with yeah. Jamaica. That's very sweet. Um, so our next question is, what is your least favorite word? Can't. Can't. Like, I hate it when somebody says, I can't do this. I can't do that. That is a very teacher try? thing to say. Well, it's because I think that people give up too easily on things. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the things that you want to do are going to be difficult to achieve. Um, even if it's something as straightforward as being a mathematician, the math's going to get harder. Mm. And, you know, you have to believe that you can get it done. And by saying, I, I can't, basically you're saying, I give up. And I hate that. I hate when people give up. Mm-hmm. So what makes you happy? Uh, so many things. Theater. <laughs> I love theater. Love my family. Uh, love my students. Um, uh, seeing people happy makes me happy. Mm. Um, what makes you angry? Um People who refuse to be open-minded or listen to a differing point of view. Mm. Um, because, and, and that goes, you know, both ways. Uh, sometimes it frustrates students because obviously I'm very supportive of all people. And when a person isn't, um, I still let that student have their say. Yeah. You know, and let them say why. But I'm not going to, A, judge you. I, I want to hear what you have to say. And if it's a good reason, I can say, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to agree with them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's what makes me angry. So did we, like, frustrate you in the musical when everybody wasn't, like, open to being? It was a little frustrating. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's hard for you to know exactly what I'm looking for and the fact that I'm not going to let you look bad, right? Um, so, you know, give me what you can, but believe, <laughs> trust me. What sound do you love? Ooh, um, I love the sounds right before. A show starts, like an overture, oh. or um, like the orchestra warming up. But oh, th- actually, the best is when you're waiting to go on stage, mm-hmm. and you hear the buzz of the audience, and then it goes down. Very intense. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like here we go. It's genuinely unlike anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the best thing. It's the closest example to it would be like a countdown, but that's so anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, you know, five, four, three, two, one. My heart just right. dropped. <laughs> but, you know, the... Yeah. Like the slow fade. Yeah. Like the anticipation. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. So what sound do you hate? Uh... I hate the sound of students when they do this. <sighs> and it's like, wow, <laughs> is it really that bad? You know, that sigh of resignation. Ate it. Ate it. Okay. Um, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt or would you like to attempt? 
Uh, I would have liked to have been um, a major league umpire. Ooh. I see it. I do. Yeah. I mean, that was, I knew that I was never good enough to actually play baseball, you know, and professionally, <laughs> right? Okay. Believe. So, well, I know, believe. I know. I, I, I say that. I say that. <laughs> but the thing is, is that there are certain believing. things that you know, you know, it's like you do have to ha- be a realist and know your talents, mm-hmm. right? And so if you're not a good actor, you might be able to fake it. But if you're not a good baseball player, you can't fake it. <laughs> you, you can't do it. And so, you know, there are so many people who are excellent at it. I wasn't one of them. I was mm-hmm. okay. But, you know, I knew that that wouldn't be my career. But calling balls and strikes and calling people safe or out, judging That's people, <laughs> I can do that. The hater lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> um. What profession would you not like to do? Um, now that I've done it, <laughs> high school principal mm. or vice principal <laughs> or assistant principal. Not if it's at the um, having to give up teaching. Suspending kids for weed takes a toll on you, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. And also, it makes your office stink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People would come in and it's like, wow, what is that? S- n- weed. Like, it's not me. <laughs> it's not yeah, me no, I, I had bags of weed. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I had, did you, um, did you ever like, indulge? Rice Krispie treat. No. Okay. <laughs> I will say that the only thing that um, I even came close to was um, when we confiscated alcohol. Mm. Mm. So, like, somebody brought Trulies. And oh. Might as well. Like and I'm like, I've never had one. And they're like, well, you're going to take them away from me, so you might as well try one. And I'm like, no. Point. Um, and then there was somebody had beer, and I'm like, ooh, I actually like this beer. But oh. N- uh, but I didn't. Professionalism. Yeah. You thought about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely thought about it. <laughs> it's not illegal for me to have it at home. It's true. And it's free. And it's free. Receptive is better all the time. Right. <laughs> and if heaven exists, what would you like to hear when you arrive at the pearly gates? I appreciate how you really tried to make a difference. Oh. That's very sweet. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Mr. Vegas, <laughs> that was, well, you have made a difference. Yes, you, yeah, have. you have. Thank you. Yeah, that's why you're on this podcast today. (laughs) We love you. We love you. I love all of you too, very, very much. It's it's going to be next month. It's going to be difficult. We wish we had more time with you. (laughs) That's it, and that that's exactly why. Why Are you crying? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, yeah. Um, One year is not enough for the people that I got to know this year. No, yeah. it's not. You know, I'm supposed to have four years with you. And those four years make a huge impact on, you know, your lives, my life. I mean, you can see by all the pictures up there that and I can name every single person, mm-hmm. you know. So I- at the very least... Uh, those of you that are graduating this year, you need to find me on the football field. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. yeah. And um, take a picture. I will say that, like, one of the things that I think most of us were looking forward to, at least Jada and I, that I know were looking in high school, was getting to work with you. Mm-hmm. And it was a disappointment when you left. But then we heard that you were coming back. And I think we had, we were very excited. Mm-hmm. We had such high expectations. And I think it's safe to say that you blew all of them out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that, that does mean a lot to me. Um, you know, we're all on a journey, and so if it felt really bad to leave the students, but I said, I, you know, I need to do what I need to do. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I was able to come back is a blessing. I'm so thankful that that, was, that mm-hmm. became available. Mm-hmm. And then um, to work with all of you, I mean, it's it truly... This year has been a gift. Thank you. 
And if Absolutely. not four years, it makes this year matter more. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yes. good. That's, well, I mean, that's the, the biggest thing. Live in the present. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. I remember last year, I didn't know you, but I heard so many good things about you. And um, <laughs> you were coming to watch one of our practices. I did, yeah. Oh, God. It was was something. I was like, I have to be perfect for Mr. Vega. Like, you're in the band room. Like, yeah, no, I was like, I hope I want, I was like so desperate on wondering what you were thinking. I was like, he's not, should I ask him for feedback? Like, I heard he's really good. And I was like, oh, I wish I got to work with him. Oh, he's really cool in person. Mm -hmm. But like, you just had this stone face that you give, like, when it's audition. I was like, am I doing okay right now? And then, like, you came back, and it was me choosing between OSA or staying right. here. Mm-hmm. And I asked you that, and I, well, y- yeah, I kind of knew my decision, but you helped me realize what my decision was, and I'm glad I stayed. I am. Mm-hmm. I am. And that's yeah. where, uh, you know, talking to other people makes a huge difference because I had spoken to um, Mr. Bowen, and he was like, oh, you're going to have this person. Oh, you have this person. You have this person. And he gave me a little insight into some of you. And so um, when you had mentioned that, I'm like, well, he says you're amazing, so you should really stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's you know, like I said, totally happy with everything. Well, we will be seeing you again because we're coming to New York. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We will be. Chaperones. So how was that, Mr. Vega? Uh, you, uh, you guys did very well. Thank, Thank you. you. You can you can be podcast host. Yeah. Learn from the best. Learn from the best. I mean, it doesn't feel like it, but we're going on almost an hour. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Interview. You're going to have so much to edit. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, there's no time limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody said anything bad. I, I, I won't have to edit Ziad. <laughs> he yeah. censored. Yeah. He self-censored. And, for um, once <laughs> he learned you know, the skills yeah i mean he only asked about the couch i'm like there's nothing wrong with the couch <laughs> it's a very clean couch oh. as a matter of fact i talked to lauren today mm-hmm. so. um all right that should conclude our podcast with mr vega and the advanced theater art students i will sp- last podcast ever guys no, of this, year. <laughs> of this year. Yes, it's the last, the last podcast for this year. Of the season. Uh, of right, the season. exactly. I may upload some previous podcasts from um, uh, earlier years to mark our, th- I mean, this marks the 10th year of wow. the Inside the DV Drama Room podcast. That's so crazy. Minus the two years we didn't do anything, but. We don't count that. Yeah. We don't count that. It's like That's nothing awesome. happened. Nothing, nothing happened. ever happened. What do you yeah. Mean? All right. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for having us. All right. And uh, you'll hear some new episodes when we return in the new school year here inside the DV Drama Room.